Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I'm ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. No, you ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly As soon as it drops We're on a rampage Bubbles popping up Because you know where There's rubble enough Cause we'll be pushing it up Somebody say You Gentlemen, what you're about to witness is no illusion. And now we got the bass banging from head to Buckingham Palace. They're all moving. Hey, Simon. Morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. Yes, sirree. No, it's going to be a good day because I was sitting here just a minute ago. Maybe two minutes ago. How long have I been in here, Jeffrey? You notice I came in a lot earlier today. I've been here for You were about here an almost hour. an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. I was working on something else. I was here. I need to peace and quiet. Jeff, I was rule, rule number one. I was working on something. And uh, I was here for, for I've been here for an hour. 
Dennis, who has done such a tremendous job at so many things uh, at this radio station, he walks in here and says, your car is running. God darn it. God darn it. All right, I'm going to have to go get the eraser. What, what, what do you mean? Number of days since you've left your car running. <laughs> You're back to zero. What do you think we were up to? I think it had been good, a good long run. A couple, at least multiple months, months. Months and months. Yes, we I were think. no longer weighing in in days or weeks. It was definitely no. in months. It's tough, though, when you got to go back to all the way back to zero. Yeah, but you know what? It makes you hungry for more. <sighs> car running. You, well, let me ask you this. What's... Am I, with a proximity key, is that what you call them? The ones where you don't actually stick it in the ignition, right? Where you just have it. And yeah, I just, just call the, it like remote start or whatever. whatever. The, the key where you just have to have it on you and right. then you... Yeah, remote starts. What, is uh, that what it's called? I don't even know if that's right. Remote, that's just what I... Is it... What... Would that make it more or less likely for me to leave my car running? I think it makes it more likely because... It's just sitting there. Right, and when you have to actually turn the ignition over, like put the key in, turn the ignition and over. Then you, get to, you get in the habit of right, turning, the it, habit on, of turning it, it on and off. Like, Okay, tell me this. Now, that didn't stop you at the Masters in, was that 96? The most dramatic example of me leaving my car running was, in fact, no, it would have been, when did, it might have been when, Who's Seve? Who who's won the? What Spaniards have won the Masters? So you have Seve has won the Masters, but it's Jose Maria Lothabel. No, right? what? Look up what year Seve ran the Masters. This because I I started in was Aniston. Ninety eight. I started in Aniston in. I don't oh, think so. I, I see. It might have been when I was in Memphis. As might have been when I was here. Yeah. Uh, Seve yeah. won in the eighties because you know, okay. Seve uh, had that weird I thing where it's like I can't even remember. Anyway, so I, uh, I rent my car in Atlanta, drive to Augusta. It's a good long, good hour and a half, two hour drive yeah. or something, right? You know, so I park, I go on in, park really, get the really early because you want to get there and see the sun come up over Augusta. And uh, so uh, get there and uh, work all day, 11 p.m., file my columns and uh, realize, oh, hell, I don't have my key. Ah, oh, hell, where's my key? Walk around, go to the lost and found at the media center. And then finally say, well, maybe I dropped it, you know, getting out of my car or something. So you walk, <laughs> you walk out to the car. I don't see it in the, don't see it in the grass there by the car. Get in the car and realize that, in fact, the car has been running the entire time. A tradition unlike any other at the mess. I've done so many stupid things in my life. One of the really stupid... So that really, was either, that, by the way, that was either 94 or 90. It what, had to be Jose Marie. One of Marie. the even dumber things I've done. I mean, I've driven off with the with the gas thing in my car. Yeah, and, that, that's, a, that's not even on... Send I, gas I don't think that cracks spewing. the top 10. Um, I, this is what a neophyte I was <laughs> when I was a lawyer coming down to cover college football in the South. Um, I, I was driving to a game at Georgia and I, this is before phones, like before phones had a maps, you know, had you had you put it in and your, your nothing, phone. Nothing better than. You were just going by like directions. You had or directions the, and maps and big, things like big that. Big Jeff was a big map guy. Yeah, yeah, like your maps. Yeah. With highlights and everything. The, oh, yeah. The, the laminated, uh, the laminated uh, atlas, but 
road the big atlas. blue book the big blue book but anyway so i'm driving along and i'm i'm in georgia and i think i'm getting near the place and there is this giant traffic everyone exiting and so i'm thinking well this has got to be this has got to be georgia i found the right place i found the right place i'm following these people so i i get off i wait endlessly I get that there, there, there's police, there's state troopers waving you in to park and whatever else. I didn't see a football stadium, which was curious to me. And I never been to Athens. I thought Athens was more built up and urban uh, than than this. This was a lot of fields, honestly. Like mm-hmm. it was. But I go in, I park my car, start walking, around, and weirdly enough, all the Georgia fans were Asian. Mm. That was surprising to me. You know, I mean, different fan bases are... Right. But that was surprising. Not what I had had in mind uh-huh. as a Yankee from uh, Buffalo, New York. And I, what happened was, is there was a... In Georgia, there was a place where they evidently... The Virgin Mary was appearing in a tree or something mm. like that. Oh, yeah, It was the Virgin Mary was in something. Like, mm-hmm. the, 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 there was a... It, it wasn't like a bakery where the Virgin Mary's face was baked into our croissant Correct. or something like that. But it was there was something that had the Virgin Mary in it. And people would literally come, tens of thousands of people, uh, to see the Virgin Mary. None of whom apparently cared if Georgia won or lost. Correct. Or uh, even knew that they were playing. So then I had to go uh, like a trout against the stream, mm-hmm. like a salmon going yes. upstream. And I had to uh, explain... <laughs> I really have done so many dumb things. Did you make kickoff? At some point, though, at some point, doing dumb things becomes a brand. Well, it's not even necessarily becomes a brand. I just found that I used to really take being an idiot much harder. But the more and more dumb things I did, like, I I just got numb to it. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. And not only that. I mean, there were there were I, there were back when I used to do Gary's show. There were multiple times when I would do the show from the side of the road, having run out of gas. There would that happened m- more than once. But what it does to me is, if you do something dumb, I'm the best person to have along. So uh, there will be no judgment. <laughs> no, Claire, uh, who is uh, who's my sweetheart, and uh, she. We went, we went bike riding. The idea was to go bike riding this past weekend. And if you go out to Shelby Forest, it's very bucolic out there. There's hills and you're, you're riding through tree. You know, the, the, the trees are beautiful and it's just stunning. Shelby Forest really is, is a, is a, is just an makes under, underrated like, gem. It just makes you realize, like, if you just get, like, I don't know what, 15 miles outside of like, oh, yeah, we have hills. It's like, there's gore- elevation it's, it's changes. Gore- it's like, yeah. gorgeous. But in order to go, like, there's so much, so many doodads with cycling. You got to get your stuff together, and then you got to get your bike, and you got to put on those silly, you know, spandex pants and then whatever else. And then it's a good half an hour to get out to pass the general store out there. And, uh, and, and, and so we, you know, it's, it's an effort. And we're there. And I'm all set. We get my bike off the rack, whatever else. And Claire doesn't have her helmet. Now, 
the, the average person might say, and is Claire. this is this post accident? Yeah, I mean, you can't yeah. in this day and age. You can't ride without a helmet. You just don't. Like it's just we we would never consider pre or that, that's not like we'd consider going down the block without a helmet. But but if you're going for a this, thirty yeah, mile ride sure. at twenty miles an hour, you're not going without a helmet. That's yeah. just ridiculous. It's it's like not having. You might as well not have your bike. Last summer, by the way, similar circumstance. She forgot her, the pedals on her bike. The pedals were interchangeable. Mm. She drove to Michigan, all the way to Michigan, That's tough. with a bike without pedals. So we had to – but I'm the best person to have in this circumstances because some people might get exasperated. They might, How could you do that? They might even think – or they might even have a, a – if not – if they don't say how they could do that, they might wear a look of disgust or exasperation at the very least. To me – I see this as an opportunity. I see this as an opportunity, an opportunity to be cheerful. I know she already feels bad. So you just be cheerful and you say, you know what? Look at these hummingbirds out here. They had this, they have like five hummingbird feeders and they had 40 hummingbirds. This clearly is God's plan for us to watch hummingbirds mm-hmm. today instead of go for a, Look how fast those wings for fly. a bike ride. And, uh, and then it also, in addition to get, lets you be cheerful and rise to the occasion. It's a free card. It's a free pass because I know mm-hmm. I'm doing something stupid in the next week. Yeah. And so it gives me total absolution yeah. for doing the something stupid in the next week. Because anytime, obviously, someone wants to make fun of you, best defense is a good offense, right, Jeff. Exactly so, right. And, now, and they're and not they going to They're going to be a little gun shot. Shuts it, it shuts it off. Yeah. Exactly. shuts it off completely. And, and I would just tell, tell those of you who are deliberate, precise, organized, uh, don't make these kind of silly blunders. There is often a tendency when someone around you does, you'll think that they must not care about you or they must not have been, like you'll, you'll make judgments about, well, if you did that, you must not care about me or you must not have been thinking about it. no. They're just wired differently. They, y- y- if you did the same thing, it would be because you didn't care about them or because you mm-hmm. didn't whatever else. Because everything you do is deliberate and exacting and whatever else. But if they do – and so if you have one of those people in your life, just understand it's how they roll. Mm-hmm. And it's not. And it's nothing personal. Um, so there you go. Didn't mean but to be- there is an adjustment period to understand it. Like – I, I don't know. Like that was always, like that was one of the big lessons about getting married. That it is a huge thing in getting married right. because if when you're married, the other person, if you do something, whatever, if you forget or neglect or whatever to do something, it can really just be you forget or neglect. Not, it's Correct. not a sign that you don't freaking love them or that I'm not listening, whatnot. It's like yeah. No, sometimes I'm just an idiot. Sometimes you're just an yes. idiot. If you if if they told you to get chips while you were out. And you got five of the six things, but forgot the chips. It's just because you don't have a very good brain. And I have ADHD. And, yeah, you right, know, right. It's not because you don't love them. I maybe made a mistake in going down another aisle in which so, there were some other tasty things, and I got distracted. So, oh, let me ask you this: Who did a stupider? Who, who whose performance more? In, it, my car performance today, or Carrie Price's? One, of, you all don't know this because you don't. Let's let's be honest. It actually wasn't a bad watch last night. 
There was so little on. One of the interesting things, NHL draft was on last night. None of you people know about the NHL draft. I know that. I'm not going to belabor it. But Carey Price is one of the great uh, NHL goalies uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. I know them as the Habs. And the, the Habs, the Habitant. And he is, um, he was, that they were going to bring forth Carey Price to make the pick. It's the fifth pick in the draft. This is not, this is not, we're not talking the seventh round. Here. Right, this isn't. This is talking the fifth pick in the draft. Yeah. Carey Price, he has one name to say. Here is the performance. Bonsoir. Le Canadien de Montréal are proud to select David <laughs> this is just down the road in Nashville, by the way. We planned it that way. He's looking for help. David Reinbacker. Reinbacker. Oh, my God. I'm not even sure he nailed it the second time. This is a goalie. He's supposed to be clutch, man. He is. He has been clutch. He never nailed it. David Reinbacker, of course, the defenseman. And how, how can you do that? You just freeze. Yeah, but... I actually he needed so one I'm, name. I'm gonna I'm gonna defend him here. There has to be on that card the pronunciation guide. Like I didn't think he had a card. They don't have cards. Well, then that's that's on them. I think you're right because the NFL is you know obviously this has been a problem for other leagues that sir. But now eventually they, they with, don't in the NHL they don't have cards. They walk up and they just say it. If you look at it, nobody's nobody's reading off of a card. It would be as if. In the Academy Awards or whatever sure. else, you just they ask just told these people you, yeah. to memorize that it was. Hey, hey, when you go out there, just know it's going to be uh, the color purple. Yeah, everything for me is the seventies, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever it is, and uh, it's going to be moonlight. It's going to be moonlight, and uh, and you get up there and you're like, wait, I thought it was La La Land. Hell, hell, what is it going to be? Hell. Uh, so Carey Price kind of botched that. The NHL draft, there was not a. In what way did you think it was a good watch? There was so I didn't realize I, this. The, the hats go that they they do get drafted by the actual team. Correct, that's, they can figure it out. I did not realize. Jeff, was everybody's war room just on the floor? Everybody's on the floor, packed in like sardines, right there on the floor. That's how. Could they you imagine it. the NFL, the conspiracy theories that would be out there if you I don't didn't know how have they their do war business. room? I don't know how they do business. They're literally all on the floor, packed in, 18 people around a table, and then it's right next to the other. But what is interesting is you watch that. It is such a white sport. Like, well, yeah. every, everyone, all the players, all the players drafted last night were white. But, like, the modern, like, There was Europeans. one GM who was black. A, a bunch were Europeans, but, a, like, it's just like it is. And then their suits, their suits are suits that you could wear, wear on Wall Street. There's nothing colorful. There's nothing. They're literally, you could go in and buy them off the rack at Joseph A. Bank, those suits. Yeah, I just feel like, though, it's like it's a cold sport. It is certainly a cold sport. Like, it's lousy with Southerners, too. Do, uh... The most Americans, so last night, it's interesting, both in the NBA and in the NHL, generational players. Yes. Uh, supposedly went number one. Wemby, of course, uh, Victor Wembyana to uh, San Antonio, and then Connor Bedard last night to the Chicago Blackhawks. If you ask most Americans who those players, who those people are, are we specifying is, American sports fans? No, okay. no, no, just Americans. Like, Americans know who LeBron is, even if they're not a sports fan. 
I'm not talking about sports fans. I'm talking about all how many is. 350 million Americans. How many know either of their names? 5% maybe. And smaller know Connor Bedard. But, uh, but even most don't know Wimbanyama either, right? I feel like you got a much better chance of knowing Wimbanyama. Yeah, but even that, 80% of Americans have never heard that name. Oh, yeah. No, I'm saying the difference, like, Bedard, I would say maybe 3 to 5%. It'll be interesting to see if— And then Wimbiana, at best, okay. I feel like it's 10. American if, if I if I asked every American, Wayne Gretzky, they'd know he's a hockey player, right? I would think so at this point, yes. Is there any other hockey player? I don't think Sidney Crosby no. makes it. I don't, I don't think, think so. Ovechkin, probably not. Yeah, absolutely not. They'd think Ovechkin was the guy who just led the revolt against Putin. Against Putin. Um, although he wouldn't. He seems to be a good good Putin loyalist. Well, I think his family living in Russia might have had something to do with that. Uh, anyway, I, don't, I don't even know. I, he's, I, I, he's I, like the, I feel like maybe at one point the holes, maybe, but it feels like they're, they're so far. Hall and Bobby like, Hall. They're and just whatever, so yeah. far removed. Uh, Bobby Orr, once upon it, who knows? Uh, anyway, and honestly, I bet a lot of people know gotten, Gretzky. We haven't even gotten to the lineup for the, today. We <laughs> we have uh, Dan Devine, we believe, will be joining us in the next segment. We'll talk to him about the NBA. Chris Harrington, straight up at 10 o'clock. He's still at the beach. We'll talk to him about the NBA. And then, speaking of not starting over at zero, I believe your winning streak in righter than right trivia is jinx it. 72 games mm-hmm. or something like that. It's ridiculous. And so Kevin Sarita will join us. We will be playing right in the right trivia. What are we playing for, Jeffrey? Jeff, it's your final chance to win two tickets to go see Burt Kreischer next Saturday on the Fully Unloaded Comedy Tour. All right. So that is the lineup for today. We have, uh, we have prattled on and on long enough. Let's play a very quick game of Believe It or Not. Now it's time for Believe It or I don't even know if I believe. No, I'm a or not. Believe it or not. On the Jeff Hawkins Show. If the offer to settle the John Morant lawsuit is 40 million bucks, he should still settle. Believe it or not. Well, I don't believe that because isn't the actual asking price What's 15 I mean? million? Yeah. Is what? Is 15 I think million? it's 15 million. Is it? Do we know that? That was what okay. that was what Jaws attorney okay, said. Okay, so for fifteen, let's well, well, I'll revise it. Yeah, it, the price is fifteen million bucks. Jaws should go ahead and settle the lawsuit for fifteen million bucks. And this, of course, uh, Jaws attorneys have, off, have have filed a motion to dismiss. I don't give it a lot of chances of succeeding. They're asking for fifteen million bucks. You tell me, um, and he should just go ahead because the slow drip, drip, drip of news is such that it would be worth $15 million to make it go away. Believe it or not. I have gone back and forth on this. I think I believe it because in the... 15 million bucks? Just make it go away. I don't think, first off, I don't think you have to settle for 15 million. Uh, That's not the question. The question is 15 million bucks. I guess no, because at that point you're sitting there going, "Well, this is the price. Let's just go ahead and do the whole thing." But I mean, 
I don't know. I, I, I mean, am, it would be, it would, it would. Like, let's just go along. Mike Miller, as Mike Miller says, this happens a million times, as he said in his deposition. This happens a million times in basketball. The idea that you have to pay 15 million bucks for it would be incredibly galling to me. Now, you're also talking about a guy who just lit, lit how much do you think he's lit on fire altogether? In the in the last six months, combined or since, everything like he's got the twenty five game suspension coming. We most so that's of us probably ten. Let's, we most of us believe that the that he would have gotten uh, the extra forty million dollars that he would have been all NBA had he played and been good and been himself. So that's another forty million bucks. I don't know about sponsorship money, what that has cost him, but that's another. I mean, it may have cost him over $100 million. What's $15 million? I uh, guess that would be the argument. If, if you care so little about money that you can toss away $40 million, we've also seen him, by the way, paper a strip joint with bills. What's $15 million? I guess that would be the argument. I mean, to me, the, the, the way that I look at it is there, you don't, you're not going to win this. Like At best, it feels like you just move on. The biggest problem that I think he has is in these depositions, there's no denying that he hit him, that he hit Holloway. Correct. And, yes, you have the holes. By the way, that's a bad look. I mean, to what, me, like. Whatever happened, why did you have to punch the kid? I mean, that's like the whole thing. It's like, because Mark and I were talking about, like, well, at a certain point, like, standing up for yourself. It's like, I do think it's, I think it's reasonable to have this one rule. Don't hit a minor. I think if the kid had hit him first, right, I think then you could, like, then the way it's pictured, ball gets checked hard, right, yeah. whatever, what, and then Holloway gets in a fighting stance. That's what it's described as, right? From and the Yes, from the... It seems like from the Morant side, that's the story. Yes. The, the story most favorable to John Morant yes, is... correct. But there is no, no story, even the one favorable to John Morant, in which Holloway attacked Morant. Correct. You don't hit him. Correct. If you're Holloway, if, you, if Holloway had gone after Ja and thrown punches, then I would have no problem with Ja throwing punches back. But it sounded like it was tough guy stuff. Well, and then like even in even in Devontae Pack's deposition, like he says, like, we shouldn't be doing this. Like, I feel like that's not gonna help. Honestly, though, the detail from yesterday is the one that has me scratching my head the most. Leslie Ballin joining on the side of of Holloway. Like, I don't know. If I'm John Morant, I don't view that as like a good thing. No, it's not a good thing. I, I don't think it means anything about the merits of it. It just means they're willing to pay Leslie Ballon or well, Leslie Ballon. You could argue this. If it's a, if it's, if, if Leslie, if it's a, uh, a deal where he's getting a share of the recovery, Leslie Ballon believes this is a winnable case. And I just don't think, I don't think Leslie Ballon's take, if this is just like a 100% losing case, like I'm just not convinced that they're, that he's going to get involved in that. Uh, you stayed up to watch the perfect game last night. Believe it or not, uh, I did not. I do not believe that. I had my. I had my. Were you friends. aware of it? Domingo yes, I was. German, so, uh, for the New York Yankees, the fourth Yankee to throw a perfect game. The others, of course, David Cohn, 
David Fat Dub Tub of Goo Dave Wells, uh, and Don Larson. Twenty fourth perfect game in Major League Baseball history. Uh, no hits, no walks, ninety nine pitches. First since Felix Hernandez in two thousand and twelve. This for a dude who had given up more than 10 runs in his previous start. First major league or ever to throw a perfect game after giving up 10 or more runs in his previous start. And this after he was suspended earlier in the season for excessive rosin. Uh, at that point, uh, the stickiest hands anyone mm. had ever seen was the mm. verdict. Uh, but uh, good stuff last trying. night. It Doesn't it feel also fitting that if a team was going to get on, be on the receiving end of a perfect game, it's the A's this year? Like the yes. the closest thing to like That's truly like a tanking an and whatnot. Uh, it's not an asterisk though. A perfect game is. A perfect oh no no game no, no. Game. I'm a little more. A perfect game to me is something I just sit there and go like holy hell, like holy hell. I'm a little more lukewarm on no hitters, but in like I think no hitters at certain times can be luck. A perfect game is like 27 up, 27 down. It's about <laughs> like it's insane. That's, that's yes. There's no way to spin that. Uh, you're aware. Of Pete Davidson's recent uh, struggles. Believe it or not. So the running into the house with the car, is that what we're referring no, to? No, I'm referring to the, uh, the the dog. The the dog. I'm referring to the dog incident. I want you to tell me who's right and who's wrong here. Okay? All right. Pete Davidson has now, by the way, gone back into rehab for borderline personality issues and PTSD. And by the way, when I was, I, I don't know, I like Pete Davidson. I think lots of people like Pete Davidson. That's why Taco Bell gets him to advertise their breakfast. Seems like a lot of women really like Pete Davidson. And a lot of women seem to really like Pete Davidson. Um, So I like Pete Davidson. I don't know him at all, but like from what I, he's funny. He's a funny guy, seems likable. I like him. Um, (coughs) I also think, by the way, it sheds some light on, I'm not saying his issues are the same as Jaws' issues, but the whole argument You've got money, you've got everything, so life should be easy for you. Stop doing stupid things. It, it, total, it, it just misses the point that there is such a thing as mental illness, mental struggles. Like, you know, like just because you're rich and famous doesn't mean you don't have a lot of, you can't be effed up. And that's true if you're a young basketball player and it's true if you're Pete Davidson. But in the recent one, Pete Davidson went and bought up a, a new dog, okay? It was actually for his mother. Uh, and it was a <sighs> cavapoo. A what? A cavapoo. Now, let's do this, just to warm me up for uh, Rider Than Ride trivia. Don't, did you Google? Of course. Uh, a cavapoo. This just looks like a miniature, like, labradoodle. Well, first of all, there's no such thing as a cavapoo. There's no, it's not a breed. It's a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, which is a cute little dog with long hair and a poodle. So it's a doodle, except for they take the poo as opposed to the doodle. It's a doodle with a cavalier. That's what it is. And they think it's a designer dog, et cetera. Well, he bought it from a pet shop, okay? And you know who doesn't like pet shops? PETA. PETA doesn't like pet shops. So PETA goes after publicly in the same way that PETA went after them has been going after the Memphis zoo for the panda. Now that's a panda thing that's going after the Memphis zoo for the pandas. But the way PETA does, PETA makes an example of Pete Davidson and holds him up for ridicule for going to a pet store because pet stores 
are supposedly puppy mills, right? And a lot of them are, honestly, or they get their dogs from puppy mills, okay? Pete Davidson then went on, called the uh, woman at PETA, Daphna Naminovich, Senior VP of Cruelty Investigations, and he left her a voicemail in which he said he is severely allergic to dogs, so he can't get just any dogs. And what he said was, my mom's effing dog, who is two years old, died a week before, so we're all so sad, so I had to get a specific dog. So why don't you do your research before you effing create news stories for people because you're boring? And then he went on to ask to, t- to suggest that she uh, F you and suck my D. Mm, tastefully. Okay. She then, being the discreet person that she is mm-hmm. from PETA, said, I'm not going to embarrass him with. No, she went and put out, she then put Blasted, out the book. Yeah. Of course she did, right? That's what PETA does. That, yeah, she, this is a chance for more publicity, and she publicized the voicemail. Isn't PETA a lot like... He then the- apologized for the voicemail. I want you to weigh in on who is right, who is wrong, between Pete Davidson and PETA. I'm team Pete here. Um, also, the mistake Pete made, don't apologize to them. Like That, that just lets them... That, that, that emboldens them even more. I feel like, though, as a society... We've gotten to, with PETA, similarly to where we were, like, the Westboro Baptist Church. Like, it felt like when I was in high school, middle school, the Westboro Baptist Church made a lot of noise. And Yeah, but, but I mean, there, there, I do want to draw a line. That place was evil. Like, that place yes. was evil. It was basically saying, you know, it was the kind of place that was saying people deserve to have AIDS. Sure. That is a level that is different than PETA saying, you know— Throwing blood on someone because they because they because uh, they eat pork or something like that. Right. It's it is a little, it, it, not a little. The, the degree of hatefulness. There is a significant separation there. Right. But what I'm saying is, I feel like as a society, we've we tr- like we've decided to essentially deal with them the same way. And like these people are crazy. And I agree. We mostly a, just roll our eyes. Yes. And just like moving on. And probably you should just roll your eyes. Yes. And if you're and if you're Pete Davidson, yes, you should probably just, ignore them and not leave a voicemail. I do not think Pete is going to hurt his bank account. And if you leave a voicemail, account. not leave a voicemail that says S M I D, right? Yes. But at the same time, like whatever. Okay. Uh, Kendrick Davis is a Golden State Warrior. Believe it or not, I think so. <laughs> like <laughs> what is- this was one of the strangest things I saw all weekend. What is going on? So Kendrick Davis is now on the Warriors Summer League roster. Correct. So originally this weekend, his agency released that he signed with the Warriors, and then Kendrick said, that's not true. Right. His agency said that he signed an Exhibit 10 contract with the Warriors. Kendrick Davis then said, that is not true, and the agency took down the tweet. Tweet. Or whatever it was. Yeah, whatever, the the press release or or whatever, yeah. Posting whatever it is. Now it turns out he is on the Summer League roster of the Warriors. Now, I think you can be on the Summer League roster of the Warriors without signing. But in the end, why would you, if you're Kendrick, like if the news comes out that you've signed with the Warriors, okay, and you actually haven't, you just are on their Summer League roster. You just have some, some kind of a Summer League deal. 
when you are asked about it, why wouldn't you just say, yeah, I'll be on their summer league roster? Why would you issue a vehement denial? It's just bizarre. I guess the only thing I could think of, and again, I'm not, I don't understand the exact mechanics. Or oh, maybe another team could sign him. Correct. And he doesn't want other he doesn't teams want to, to be, know that he doesn't he's want to exhibit ten. He would rather be like a true two way or whatnot. And so you don't want it out there that I signed this deal because I'm I don't want to be under contract. I don't contract. want to be foreclosing other teams to think. Correct that I'm with not a better available. opportunity. Yeah. You yeah, know that makes that 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 absolutely makes sense. Okay, and finally, uh, you're looking forward. You and your pup. I'm looking forward to fireworks this coming weekend. Believe it or not. Jeff, this is like the worst, like, I don't know. We It feels like also 4th of the July fireworks, especially like when we're going to have a situation where the 4th is a Tuesday. It feels like fireworks are going to start Saturday, and we're going to get just like a full week of it. And so let me ask you that. If, if you could pick what day the July, just from a fireworks perspective. Yes. What you'd want it to be on a Saturday. Yes. Combining yes. fireworks yes. Saturday all at once. Yes. Get to go ahead and uh, if you were if you I think I think July Fourth works very well on a Tuesday. Generally speaking, from a from a from a weekend perspective, correct. Like a Thursday or a Tuesday is best from because a work you get that yes. day off anyway. Hundred percent. But from a I think you're right. From a if you hate fireworks or your dog hates fireworks. What we're dealing with this weekend is the worst of all worlds because it's just going to be a week long celebration. Yeah, it 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 will go. It absolutely will include Tuesday because that's July fourth. It will include Monday. It will include Sunday. It will include Saturday. Will it include Friday? Probably, and probably even the next Saturday. Friday? Yeah. No, this Friday. Will it include like oh, tomorrow? Oh, uh, when are I, they, when I, are we going to start getting the Fourth of July? Fireworks? I think Saturday's when it's going to Saturday's when it's going to start. And how does she do? Oh, disaster. <laughs> Sorry. A disaster. What, is it, what does it look like? Oh, she goes into like, she can like. Can you go goes, to sleep or can you just, can you? Can, no, she, she goes into like the bathroom. Like, it's like she's like doing a, she hears like a tornado warning. It's terrible. <sighs> All right. If we were to come up with our own firework rules and if the whole city, and you got to be fair, okay? Fair firework rules. Like. I'm not going to say your fireworks have to be done at 10 o'clock. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, the, the people who are posting on a next door or your Facebook group mm-hmm. that the police should come because fireworks are being fired at right. 11 o'clock on July 4th, those people are as bad as the people who fight. Like, yeah, no, no. There, are, there is a time and a place. I have one rule. It's got to be the 4th. Blow it out. That's it? Do, you can do – like, I'm willing to sit there and go, how about the 3rd? I will third? ignore everything. How about the 3rd? I, I, it's You're the fourth of July. The it's not the third of July. Blow it out. Like I'm you willing to get. It's like a purge rule on the fourth. Okay, and uh, even then, though, how at what point there is a time when it's too late? Midnight. You got till midnight. M- that's it. Eleven fifty nine. If you're giving, let's be honest. If I was, if you could get it to one day, I'd say one day. But you got to go to two. Would you take it? Sure. Of course uh, you yeah, would. Yeah, of course uh, you Because yeah, people are going to go to two and they do most of it is anyway. I think, I honestly think your rule is exact. Your rule is the appropriate It's the 4th rule. of July. It's the 4th of July. All fireworks should be shot on the 4th. What if you're having, though, a 4th of July party on Saturday? Well, are you not allowed to shoot fireworks? That's a choice that you made. You could add your 4th of July party on the 4th of July. You chose to have it on Saturday. 
So your rule is mm-hmm. on the fourth. It's like the purge. Anything goes. Up, but really rationally up till midnight. Yeah. And then anything goes. Yes. I do think if we were a civilized society that was uh, considerate of other people, that is in fact how we would do it. I, I, I think that's the correct answer. The problem it is, should, is yeah, yeah, practically, it that's should be on the fourth. But I don't. Are there are there actual rules? Like are there regulations? I mean, you're supposed to not be able to fire them in city limits. Like period. Yeah. Not e- even on the fourth. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Uh, hey, if you're getting engaged, go see our friends at Robert Irwin Jewelers, and I do mean it. Uh, this is one of those that's easy for us to talk about because literally, Jeffrey. And it's not like you only get engaged once, hopefully. Theoretically. (laughs) You only get theoretically once. So it's not like uh, there's, there's, uh, this is the place where they went for this biggest investment. Jeffrey did, Drew Drew did, and their experiences are, they like rave about them. So I don't know how much more you need. I can tell you, for example, that right now uh, you can get up to 24 months, no interest, or up to 60 months to pay with a low APR. I can tell you right now that if you buy one wedding band, you get the second one half off. I can tell you that it's you can walk on in there and they can design anything for you and it'll be ring unlike any other. I can tell you about how much, how he just loves diamonds. He just, his eyes light up like diamonds talking about the diamonds that he has traveled the world and purchased. Mostly, though, I'll just tell you that they make what can be a really hard shopping experience low-key, fun. You'll be giddy with the results, honestly. You will be giddy with the results. They also have the meant-to-be guarantee, which is any custom-made engagement ring, you have 365 days to return it, which is not something you find almost anywhere else. And they do that because... Uh, they know that you'll love it. She'll love it. It is Robert Irwin Jewelers. they got six locations online at rijewelers.com. When we come back, Dan Devine will join us. We'll talk to Dan coming up next, then Chris Harrington, then Writer Than Right Trivia. It is Jeff Gawkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 
We're talking with Justin Wynn, the GM of Red River Ford Toyota in Wynn. Good morning, Justin. Hey, Dennis. It's good to be here. I'm glad to be on Memphis Radio. I tell you, we've got a lot of good things going on. For the last couple years, you've seen dealers battle the shortage of new car inventory. You've seen prices on new cars going up. Well, those days are coming to end. We've been able to build a supply of new car inventory sitting here on the lot. So you're actually able to come by, look at vehicles, drive vehicles, push the button, smell that new car smell. I've got plenty of new Toyotas sitting here in stock. I've got new Ford sitting here in stock. I have access to over 700 quality pre-owned vehicles. So if you don't see something that's going to fit your needs and wants, please let us know. More than likely, we have that at one of our other locations. I'll deliver it straight to your driveway, just like I will with any vehicle purchase. There's no need to cross the river and come over, but you do need to give us a call. 870-238-7770. And of course, we're always open at RedRiverFordToyota.com. At the Home Depot, we'll get your kitchen clicking with savings on top brand appliances like a new LG Counter Depth Max refrigerator with ultra-large capacity on the inside and a seamless look on the outside. Or an LG oven with built-in air fryer for crispier, healthier cooking. Plus, with convenient shopping in-store and online at the Home Depot, your innovative new appliances are just a click away, too. Get special buy savings, plus up to $1,000 off select kitchen appliances like this exclusive LG kitchen package at the Home Depot. You don't plan for a computer virus. You don't plan to lose files. You don't plan to knock your laptop off the counter. And you don't plan for your PC to crash or your screen to freeze. But Staples has a plan. A plan for unlimited virus protection. A plan for help when you need it 24-7. Staples Total Support Plans are your tech plans for the unplanned, starting as low as $199.99. And although you didn't plan for this, right now at Staples you can also get $250 off select computers. N729 in-store only. See associate for details. It's the first day of the first grade And she found a new best friend It's a laid-back Sunday afternoon You wish would never end The homemade taste of Bluebell And good friends gathered round The good old days are being made right Wake up your taste buds with Bluebell Java Jolt, a delicious pint of coffee ice cream with dark chocolate-flavored chunks and a decadent coffee fudge swirl. It's the jolt you need to perk up your day. The good old days are being made right now. The good old days are being made right now. Half gallons and 12 pack cups, $5.99 each at all Kroger's when you buy two, or $7.99 with your shopper card through July 4th. Oak Hall's semi-annual sale is going on now. They have select men's and women's spring and summer collections at incredible discounts. You won't believe the savings. This only happens twice a year, and now is the time to take advantage of the savings. Oak Hall helps make sure you look your absolute best. And now you can look your best while also saving a lot of money. That's right. It only happens twice a year, and it's going on right now. So get over to Oak Hall today. Poplar and Ridgeway in the Regalia Shopping Center. This is Rob Joyner with James Davis, one of the greatest men's clothing stores in the country right here in Memphis. The weather is just starting to heat up, and so are we with our sales at James Davis. Come check us out, the selection at 30 to 50% off. All of our spring inventory, knit shirts, sport shirts, shorts, dress shirts, sport coats. We are clearing it out to make room for fall, 30 to 50% off. 
And we have our Paul Batinley brand suits, regularly $650, now two for $895. And don't forget the must-try custom shirts. Three measurements, the computer gives us the perfect fit shirt. Neck, sleeve, body, two and a half weeks later, the shirt is here and starting at $138, it is the perfect shirt. Come check us out at James Davis Laurelwood Shopping Center at Poplar and Perkins or on the web at jamesdavisstore.com. summer with AC Pro and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get a $15 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card after mail-in rebate with the purchase of select AC Pro ready-to-use refrigerant products that include a hose and gauge. Beat the heat before you hit the road with AC Pro at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? Yep, it's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. With the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your Upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card upside users have already earned over 200 million dollars now it's your turn download the free upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas use promo code golf for an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up that's code g-o-l-f use code golf for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill up cash back not available in gas in new jersey and wisconsin i've been telling you about bounty on broad for years now Tell you that it's stunning because honestly, it's stunning. Beautiful restaurant. I tell you about the food, delicious. I've told you about the fried oysters, best fried oysters I have ever put in my mouth. I tell you about the brunch. The Sunday brunch is, I think, the best in the city. What I don't talk a lot about is the fact that it is unapologetically gluten-free. Listen, a lot of people hear gluten-free and they go, ooh, do I really want that? What gluten-free means is they use cornmeal instead of wheat meal. They use cornmeal instead. And honestly, it's the secret to why those oysters are so fabulous. But if you happen to have someone in your family who is uh, either has celiac disease or just generally likes to avoid gluten, you can go in to Bounty, look at the entire menu, the steak, the lamb, the pork shank, whatever it is, and get it. 410 It is Bounty on Broad, 2519 Broad Avenue. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Hi, back on the Jeff Calkins Show. Joined now by Dan Devine, writes for Yahoo, covers the NBA, does a spectacular job of that. Talks about it all on the podcast No Cap Room, available uh, wherever you get your podcasts. On Twitter, at Your Man Devine. He's got a piece right up, na- right up at Yahoo right now about the five most interesting teams in free agency, at least according to him. Uh, one of them, Dan, is the Houston Rockets, and there's some reports out there 
that uh, when all this stuff starts happening tomorrow, we could have Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks as Rockets. What would you think of that? Well, the first thing I think is we're uh, maybe an awfully long way away from when everybody assumed that Dylan Brooks was heading to Shanghai. Um, <laughs> that is certainly true, which was always ridiculous, by the way, right? Yes, yeah, of course. I mean, the idea, like, th- there was plenty of reasons to dog on Dylan Brooks after that series, but the idea that he wasn't an all-NBA, all-defensive team player at a position where everybody needs guys to defend and was going to get big money to do that it was kind of it was always silly uh and the reports are that you know the rockets are ready to offer him something north of the mid-level exception so it's you know north of 12 or 13 million dollars a year to go and be you know maybe the first guy on that roster to play defense in a few years and fred van vliet the the same sort of situation i mean it's it's they have i believe about 61 million dollars in cap space to spend the you know highest in the league by far and they've got a ton of young players, a ton of athleticism and, and talent, but hardly any sort of uh, framework around it. You know, like this is a team that's been one of the three or four worst te- uh, defenses in the NBA for three years running. They turn the ball over a crazy amount. They take bad shots constantly. Uh, maybe Dylan fits in well there, but, but Van Vliet uh, as a point-of-attack defender and Dylan Brooks is a guy who can take on your number one scoring threats uh, make a ton of sense under Ime Udoka. Like, job one there is going to be making it look like a professional basketball team that starts with getting stops, bringing in guys who can do that, uh, and, you know, with Van Vliet, somebody who can actually organize a defense, uh, an offense, and uh, create some shots for other guys uh, makes a ton of sense. They're probably going to have to pay through the nose to do it, but that doesn't seem to be a problem. Um, this would make them credible, don't you? Don't you believe that? Particularly Fred Van Vliet, honestly. I, like Dylan Brooks, when I thought about it in the abstract, just Dylan going to Houston, and that's obviously been a place where he's been thought might be headed for a long time. Eh, I'm not sure Dylan, with no structure and a bunch of chuckers, made sense to me. Um, it, it appealed to the worst of Dylan, but I do think with Ime Odoka running the show with Fred Van Vliet there. It, it seems like they may be a professional outfit, and I and and maybe Dylan. Maybe we'll see the best of Dylan under those circumstances. I think that's the idea. I think the the pitch for the glass half full take on Dylan Brooks in Houston is uh, he has to at some level realize that there needs to be some rehabilitation of the image of what he brings to the table. Maybe there wasn't an awareness of that in the immediate aftermath of. The, the Lakers series where he started talking about the problem being that he doesn't have a big enough role on offense and maybe just needed to let him cook a little more. Um, but, you know, distance clarifies things somewhat and an opportunity for, for a fresh start might offer that. Yudoka, as fame, if, if he proved one thing uh, in terms of his, his management of the team during his time with the Celtics, it's that he has absolutely no compunction about very publicly airing guys out if they are not getting with the program uh, and sort of whipping a team into shape. And that really it paid major dividends in Boston. Uh, you see, he's already started saying, like, uh, minutes will not be handed out. Things will not just be given to you now in Houston, which is like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, good start for everybody. Like the, the thir- I think, 9, 23 and under guys or 12, 23 and under guys on that roster right now. Like uh, playtime's over. It's time to, to earn your keep. And that, that's going to apply to Dylan Brooks too. Yeah, you're getting paid to come here, but you're, it's going to be like a haircut off what you used to make when you had hoped to be like the biggest wing salary in free agency this summer because you need to prove some stuff. And putting some guardrails around 
well-rounded, a professional point guard in Van Vliet. The most interesting piece of that all to me, and I don't know, it remains to be seen how realistic it is, was the idea that they might go with like a huge offer for Brooke Lopez to be, again, another sort of stabilizing piece, floor spacer, rim protector guy to organize the defense. Sort of, it's like a building through the middle on a baseball team with a catcher, a shortstop, and a center fielder. Right. Kind of that idea. Um, like that, you know, they, they have the money to be able to, to, to make a big offer like that, maybe, you know, a balloon payment, like one or two year deal. You know, if, if they come in for like two years, 40 something million dollars for Brooke Lopez, is that a big enough uh, golden parachute kind of for him to walk away from Milwaukee? And if that's the case, then there might be a whole lot of uh, dominoes to fall there. But yeah, I think the Dylan part of it is just, it's basically bet on, he, he understands that he needs to kind of rehabilitate and then in a better structure, uh, he might play up a little bit. Talking to, Devan, talking to Dan Devine, your man Devine on Twitter, the podcast is no cap room. Um, Rockets were one of your five most interesting teams uh, heading into free agency, but another uh, uh, is involved in all this, and that is the Toronto Raptors. If they lose Fred Van Vliet, um, obviously they'd never quite figured out what to do with Pascal Siakam or OG Ananobi. Um, what do you make of what's going on in Toronto? Yeah, there's sort of a big uh, 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 if-then flowchart, right? Like, you know, uh, for starters, like, if you don't have Fred Van Vliet anymore, what is the plan at point guard and what is that, you know, what do you do to kind of run an offense? Maybe the argument is like, you know, coming from a little, like finding the silver lining in a gray cloud kind of situation where, well, we were a bad offense with them. So maybe, you know, like it kind of, maybe it doesn't matter all that much. Um, but, you know, new head coach, they have Scotty Barnes there. They have Grady Dick there. There's at least an argument to be made for let's maybe just kind of, gut renovate this thing and if that's the case then yeah we revisit all those conversations we had and that so many people around the nba have had about what is the value of pascal siakam uh chris haynes a bleacher reporter recently i think reported last week that siakam would not be willing to sign an extension with any team that traded for him i my guess is that that might depend on which team actually trades for him and what the you know the what kind of, you know whether they're willing to go that full like four and 190 or whatever it would wind up being for him uh you know situation and money can wind up solving a lot of problems for a player who doesn't want to be moved uh and then yeah i mean the big one especially as we've talked about so often on this show is uh og ananobi and the idea of what is your you know what is the three and d wing the sort of like er version of that what's he worth does he really want to be that uh, the, I believe that the max he could make on an extension right now is something like four years and 116 million. Does he say he doesn't want to do that because he'd rather sort of hold hold off, get to unrestricted free agency next summer, and see if he could really you know make bank there? I don't know. These are all kind of big questions, and some of these are questions that have just been lingering for several months. But with Toronto, they're, they're as much as they were like the team that held the key for the the trade deadline. Uh, for a long time. It feels a little bit like that again this summer, although they don't hold all the cards right now because Van Vliet can just decide to leave. Like, if, again, the, the point that I made about Brooke Lopez, the word is that Van Vliet's looking at something like a two-year, 80-plus million dollar right. deal from Houston, and if the, you know, if the counter from Toronto is more like 4 and 120 or something like that, it's a you know the, the the ten million a year annual gap is pretty significant, especially a guy who was undrafted and has bet on himself at every step of this process. Doing it again could net him a lot more short term income, and then another chance to dip back into free agency before he's fully out of his prime. So that you know he he can make that decision that kind of starts all those. Uh, 
contingency plans in motion, which could then have a significant impact on what the trade market winds up looking like as we get into the free agency season. How do you feel about all this, by the way? This is your job to cover this stuff. It's all going to be uh, fireworks beginning, it feels like, tomorrow. Um, what's your level of anticipation? I don't know. I think that, I mean, part of it is, uh, I mean, just perfectly honest, like I, I wrote the big column, so now I don't care what happens. It's all out there. <laughs> um, and and I'll rea- you know, we'll react right. to it from there. But I think it's, so, it, it's going to be, the, the biggest thing now is we're, the, the, the collective bargaining agreement is actually out and in teams' hands now, which does not, did not give them very much time uh, to, for teams to ingest it all before they can actually make offers and stuff. But I think we're going we're gonna to get a better sense of how much this all changes the dynamics and like what kind of players players are valuable, what kind of contracts are really damaging, and how that is going to impact the, uh, the way teams move. Like, we already saw the John Collins contract for, year, for it's, it's literal years. The Hawks were trying to find the right value for it, and then they just had to absolutely dump it because they looked at it and said, we can't keep our current structure financially in place. So then Utah gets like a pretty to maybe even better than that good player for basically nothing. And I think we're, we're going to start finding out, like, our team's just not going to pay Twenty twenty-five million dollars a year for good. When that kind of contract could wind up being a crippling thing once you get up into the luxury tax, like Nikola Vucevic is a weird case because he was on a big contract that maybe out, you know, like rose above the level of his production, and the Bulls kind of had no real answer for what they could do if he left. So he gets three years and sixty, but that's like that's still a pay cut. But it's also like it, it, it's like a big shrug. And right. I think there's going to be a few of those sorts of deals, whether in free agency or in trade, where like you, Eric Gordon can help a bunch of teams, but he couldn't help the Clippers at twenty-one million for next year. That would lead to a hundred and ten million dollars in tax hits. So everybody's going to be trying to figure out the new marketplace sort of on the fly. And it's, I think you have to kind of keep an eye on who's going to be able to snipe some deals in those situations. And if you wind up with teams in more in like talent collecting mode, because at a certain point you can't beat the price uh, and you know, then what that means for their rotations moving forward. So given that to the, to the Celtics just paid Jalen Brown. Yeah, I'm, it's, I think so. I, I mean, because I, it's, they, you, and it, you get into this place, it's a, a, a different dynamic just because of the age of the player and the injury history and everything, but it's a similar sort of thing where, like, the Bucks and Chris Middleton, if you don't, what do you, how do you replace, right? Like if, if, and maybe better to just, especially with, with Jalen Brown being younger and, and having, you know, a longer runway ahead of him in terms of being an elite productive player, um, make sure you keep the guy and then you figure it out from there. And from Brown's perspective, it's I want to get, you know, the max now. And then if I, if we need to leave, we need to leave. You know, we figure it out later. That's been more of the MO for players in recent years, like get the money now and then you can find your way out later if you need to. Um, it is mind boggling to some degree to think like they're going to wind up paying J- uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, like $600 million in extensions Screw over the next two years. Oh, yeah, it, go ahead. That, that, that was Jeffrey interjecting by mistake. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Um, the, the, the sheer dollar figure and the, and the percentage of the cap is going to be, you know, astronomical for the two of those guys. But if you are a perennial Eastern Conference finalist, you... 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 